0: We love in comics and comic related media. I'm Brittany.
1: And I'm Eric.
0: So, you listen to your music really loud when you're studying. That's not true. Honey. I
1: mean, it's just different levels for different sounds, you know what I mean? It, it's not, um, you know, just because you have your volume all the way maxed on your headphones does not mean like there's a universal sound amongst things that are being output.
0: I'm sorry. If I plug your headphones into my iPod, then of course it's not going to be as loud as it is when you have them plugged into your computer. But when you go from iTunes to GarageBand, it is still the same volume. No,
1: it is not. Because it is just like, it's just like when you're watching TV, commercials are louder. Even though you haven't adjusted the volume, the commercials are louder.
0: I don't know how that pertains to our podcast and why the headphones are like, the entire desk away from me, and I can hear it so loud and clear.
1: Well, it has to do with the, the decibel level that we have it set in GarageBand to the music that's playing. Mm. Uh-huh. There's a difference. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I just wanted to say, you listen to that so loud.
1: And if you were to put on the headphones, they wouldn't be that loud.
0: Yeah. When you put on the headphones because I usually put them on to do the intro because it gets me all excited about doing the show. But I did I don't have to put them on because you have it so loud.
1: No. It's really not that loud.
0: It's super loud.
1: You're super loud. I'm waiting for <laughs> you to take that back. No, nope, not going to. <laughs> You're
0: not gonna take that back.
1: Nope. Love you.
0: Someone's sleeping on the couch tonight. I can't believe you just called me loud. <laughs> I'm not loud. I'm the quietest person you know.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Not
0: true. Our boys are, one is very, very quiet and reserved and mild-mannered, and one is just very energetic. Mm-hmm. Energetic. He's very energetic. We'll mm-hmm. put it that way. So, the older one got his quiet, mild-manneredness from his mother. <laughs> and the younger one got his extreme levels of energy from his father.
1: I'm sure anyone that's listening can tell who they got from what.
0: <laughs> Probably. Especially if they can hear him in the
1: background. Yeah. I don't think they can. don't. No. Yeah. Uh,
0: you said that one time, and I went back and listened to our show for proofing. Um, I think it was a truck or something, or the kid—I don't know what it was—but I could hear it. Nah, nah. I don't, nah. <laughs> All right, ready to get into the poll? Do you know what week we're talking about? Yeah. I know what week we're talking about, and I don't have to look.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What week we're you talking about?
0: We are talking about Wednesday october 19th do you know how i know that
1: because it was the day before your birthday that's how
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> you shouldn't have had to look either oh <laughs> i did my birthday was on thursday Mhm. happy birthday to me happy
1: birthday to you um
0: You were supposed to finish the whole song. I thought you were going to finish the whole song. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to sing. No. Uh, (laughs) Yes, happy birthday to me. I am now the same age as Eric, and I can no longer call him an old man. Yeah. That's our thing.
1: Yeah, every, what, six months out of the year, she gets to call me an old man.
0: Yeah. It's not even six months either. Made October. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, but do I relish it from the yeah. day of his birthday till the day of my birthday? He is an old man, and then we are young, beautiful people <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the year. Yeah. We are young together.
1: Yeah. But his birthday That's hits and
0: works. he's old. <laughs> yes. You're a dork. I'm not. Although, um, when we went bowling, Andrew's friend told me that I could have the lighter ball because I'm elderly, and she knows that. She said, "I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it because you're elderly, and I know you need the lighter ball." Yeah. It was like I'm not elderly. I'm not. Yeah. I'm a young whippersnapper too.
1: You're an old lady.
0: I am getting there feel like it <laughs> all right <laughs> if we ever told people how old we are on this show I'm think... not... yeah oh, oh, oh. sorry sorry you're hitting buttons on your phone
1: yeah all right let's get into the poll
0: but I'm enjoying talking to you
1: okay what else do you want to talk about
0: the comic books okay <laughs> sorry I've been reading like, and researching software all day. I just want to be sna- sassy.
1: You will get no sympathy for me. I've been reading. What was it? Yeah, biology all day.
0: Hmm.
1: A bio- biology textbook.
0: But you chose that class.
1: I did not choose it.
0: You didn't choose biology.
1: Well, I have to take it. I have to take a science.
0: So. But you chose biology
1: sure over all the other sciences yeah anyways our first book first book we're gonna talk about nightwing number seven by uh, Tim Seeley and Javier Fernandez and uh, yeah this was uh this was an interesting um, an interesting issue for Nightwing
0: You know, I had almost forgotten what had happened with the whole Court of Owls thing and Raptor. Um, So I had to, like, sit and think about it.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: Because he... What did Raptor do? There was a... The lady? The graveyard lady? And she had the encryption key. And she set it up so every time... Nightwing's people decrypted a name. It would send it to, to someone the cobra. else. Cobra. It would send it to Cobra, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Nightwing was pretty pissed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so he... <sighs> Raptor was basically, you know, not even a double agent, a triple agent. Yeah, He was working for the the Parliament of Owls, but he was pretending to be on Nightwing's side. But really, he was on the side of Cobra.
0: But really, he's on his own
1: side. But really, he's on his own side, and he wants to watch the world burn, and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But,
0: uh... Yeah, what is his... What is his aim? So, I... He talked a lot about being on-brand and off-brand and people following their brand. And it came up again when he's capturing Bruce Wayne during the press conference. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting that he said, you know, I can take you shot for shot. And if I don't, it's because you've revealed to the whole world that you're Batman. So what would you like to do? Mm -hmm. And there was really nothing that Bruce Wayne could do. Right. So. Also. I thought it was cool, because I don't get any exposure to Damian Wayne, Um, except for in this book, I think. Um, So I thought that was interesting how he is waking up Nightwing, and he's like, (laughs) we have to go. What is that red thing next to Damian Wayne when he's in the Batcave, and he's telling Nightwing that they've got to go save Bruce? It looks like a little red monster
1: looks like a little red monster
0: yeah
1: oh that's um yes it actually is a little red monster and is that well not little necessarily it's um
0: okay it's a big red monster
1: i forget what his name is uh he has a name i don't know he was in he was in like a limited series called uh robinson of batman and um it was um it was very odd for a Batman book. It was like kind of like mysticism mm-hmm. and all sorts of weird stuff was happening and Damien was trying to right the wrongs that he did while he was in the League of Assassins.
0: And it had to do with that little red thing? I mean the big red thing?
1: I mean, he basically found the big red thing along the way. It it, it was really odd. And I'm surprised to see him here. I I thought we were kind of Done. Yeah, done uh, with him.
0: Yeah, I just, I thought it was really weird.
1: Um, so, I don't know what I was going to say now. <laughs> but, uh,
0: I but anyway, you. yeah. So much.
1: This, uh, yeah, this is, this was a really good issue, though. I liked it, um, you know, they're trying to I don't know. They, they're they're trying to play maybe that Raptor... Uh, well, obviously he knew Nightwing's mother somehow. Because yeah. we saw the picture at the very end of them together.
0: Friends? Or do you think he had some sort of...
1: I'm guessing that, you know, Raptor probably felt something towards his mother. Yeah. Like, almost certainly. Yeah. And maybe there was some jealousy there of uh, Dick's father.
0: Yeah. Why would he follow... Dick all the time, though. Like, that was, like... Like, his board was, like... I don't know.
1: Yeah, one of those creepy stalker boards. Yeah. It's, like, got every picture of Dick Grayson ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he he wanted to be a father figure to, to Dick.
0: And he couldn't because Wayne took him away. Yeah. Took him away, air quotes. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So... Could be interesting. It's, um, I, I really enjoyed this issue because, uh, sometimes Tim Seeley can, he can get a little too comedic. He can go kind of over the top. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, I think that this issue you showed a lot of great restraint and he, he hit a lot of the right moments mm-hmm. and a lot of the, um, emotional moments that should have been there were, yeah, and, and they had the impact they should have.
0: Yeah, there was so, enough of that comic re- relief, but there was still a lot of um, very heavily charged emotional things going on. Um, like when uh, Dick is fighting Raptor in his apartment, and Raptor's just trying to give him a beer, and they're you know, fighting through the apartment, and he throws the beer at him, and I don't know. I thought it was... Yeah. Funny, but, you know, you could tell there's, you know, Raptor is not fighting on that emotional plane where Dick is, where Dick is pretty much blinded by the emotions he's feeling Mm -hmm. and not quite thinking through his attacks. Um, So it was comical, but still that, like you said, that perfect balance between the comedy and the holy cow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was going to comment earlier, you had said something about, um, you know, you had forgotten, you know, what was going on in Nightwing because of Night of the Monstermen. And I hope, I hope we don't get like any more interruptions like that throughout, you know, I don't know, I I just feel like it was, it was done way too early. Mm -hmm. It was done way too early for Batman, for basically all the Bat books. Yeah. um you know too early too soon after rebirth begun yeah and so it kind of made it all jarring and
0: he was like wait what
1: yeah yeah it just it interrupts the flow and it doesn't give the artists and writers enough time to kind of create a compelling story an ongoing story even though we have like six issue arcs it's still you know
0: yeah I don't feel like um well, the Court of Owls thing wrapped up in, like, what? Three? Four?
1: What, books or arcs? or?
0: Four books. And then it, there was like, there was two issues of Nightwing that was Night of the Monster Men. Wasn't there?
1: Yeah, there's two for all of the books, I believe.
0: Yeah, and then this is just issue seven. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just... And then, you know, we keep seeing Batman say... Ask Alfred, have you heard from Dick? And he said it across three books, but I still don't get the sense of time that's passed. And it, to me, it's like, well, you just saw him at Night right. of the Monster Men. Exactly. So, you know, I don't, I don't get that sense of time passing because we've just had this crossover through all three of these books, and it's, I don't know, strange.
1: So, what I want to say is, welcome to your first event, uh-huh. and. And this is sort of like the first event that you've really read that, you know, is, and this wasn't even a real event, honestly, like, you know, right now in Marvel, Civil War is going on, Civil War II. Mm -hmm. And that's an actual true event. And this is, you're, you're describing the problem that most readers have with events, period, is that they come along, they interrupt the flow of whatever story is going on, whatever, the writer is trying to tell right and basically all of the books stop they stop for however many issues and they tell this big huge crossover story between all the characters Mm -hmm. and then it all reverts back after the event's over
0: and you're like wait
1: and most of the time the event well okay i'm supposed to be optimistic here but most of the time the events are meaningless and they don't You know, like, nothing of real note happens. Maybe a few characters will die and they'll try and make us, you know, angry at one of our favorite characters dying. Yeah. Or something for, you know, basically a gimmick. And, yeah, and then, you know, the the flow of the story you were just reading is interrupted. And so that's... Events, even though that they sell a lot of issues during events, Mm -hmm. like, you know, especially like the main event book... That's what I was we'll, gonna. We'll ask. sell a lot of issues, but um, it kind of makes you know it makes enjoying the book harder, and mm-hmm. I think it's detrimental in the long run, while it's beneficial in the short term. So right.
0: it's um, short sighted. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't. I I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of Night of the Monstermen was.
1: That's just it. It was just. I mean that's that's what they do. I mean that's a, these Marvel and DC they do that. They
0: try and cross sell their books by putting you, you know, you buy Detective Comics and then you have to buy Batman and then you have to buy Nightwing and. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So we were already reading all of those books anyway, so yeah. it was fine. But imagine someone who just was reading Batman. If they want the whole story, they, they have, have to, to read everything universe. else. Right. And so.
0: It's Gosh, just, how frustrating would that be if you didn't have any of those in your poll, and you were just going off your poll, and you get, like, Night of the Monstermen 4, and you're like, but I just had one. Yeah. What is happening?
1: Yeah. It's it's a bummer. It's a bummer when they happen, and especially this early on, it it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Give Give Tom King... A chance. You know, a chance to write his Batman, because Batman's an important book. Yeah. And it needs time to grow and breathe and... You know, luckily Tim Seeley has had a really good run on uh, Nightwing or previously Grayson so yeah um you know he he it doesn't matter too much for him he's going to continue riding Nightwing for the foreseeable future yeah but
0: speaking of Batman we had a Batman issue this week didn't we
1: no did we we didn't we might have
0: when does he, leaves, Batman leaves Gotham Girl. He was sitting next to her bed. Yes, we had a Batman issue. Oh my gosh, that would have been one of my picks.
1: Well, let's pause the show here.
0: Okay, let me go grab it. I think it's next to my nightstand. Okay, sorry. Um, so, you wanna, All right, just, we'll, we'll go right back go. In, right into Batman?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Batman number nine. This is by um, Tom King. And art on this book was done by, um, I believe it was, I thought you were, you were like yawning or something and you I was yawning. waved emotion at me and I thought you were trying to tell me something.
0: Oh, no, I was yawning. I don't know why I've been yawning so much this show. I'm just, my brain is fried. This new job is kicking my butt. I also realized when I was working today that I can't be in my own little bubble. I need to actually be aware of the laws that are in front of our Assembly and our Senate. So I need to do research on that. I spent half the day researching bills in front of the Senate and the Assembly today.
1: Mm, Cool. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So the art was by um, Mikkel Janin. Janine? Janin. Not too sure, actually. Not familiar with this artist's work, but it was actually um, really good. So I I don't know. I'll have to follow their work closely.
0: Hold on. Okay.
1: Um. But anyways, uh, yeah. So this is an interesting issue. It, it started out with um, a part about Bane and how he lived in the sewers and how it was a fight for him to survive and
0: that was really. Um, heart-wrenching. I'm four, then I'm 13, then I'm 21, and he's, like, gasping and trying to breathe at the top of the sewer grate, and he's shouting for help, and I thought his story was different.
1: I'll be honest, I didn't, I haven't gone back and read Batman Nightfall, which is, like, a really big Bane story, and Mm -hmm. so I I haven't really read much of Bane. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to read more about him. Okay, but uh yeah, it was still really interesting the his you know the story on him,
0: yeah, yeah, um it's funny when I was growing up as a kid he was one of my favorite villains
1: because of the movie, or
0: I don't know, I just uh, remember he was one of my favorites yeah. when me and my brother would watch. Batman together. He was one of my favorites. For some reason or other. Um, So, what was Waller's proposition to Batman?
1: So, well, so this issue is sort of leading up to Batman creating his own team. I mean, obviously he has his own team right now in Detective Comics, but...
0: This is his own Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah, this is his own Suicide Squad. So this is, you know, he this issue is about him going through Arkham and he's picking different villains to be on, on his team.
0: Your favorite one? Yes. There? And,
1: well, he didn't... I was hoping, I. he said... <laughs> so, the, yeah, there was, um, there was a panel as they're walking through. Where did it... <laughs> and, and they're walking through and they're walking by all these villains and there's a little panel and it, it's like labeling... You know, it's like a picture, or the yeah. panel is like a picture of each of these villains, and it has their name underneath. And then some of them have word balloons coming out of them, and and when it goes to Kite Man, of course he says Kite Man, and like, that's all he says. <laughs> he didn't say anything else. All the other villains like say something, say something, and, or you know have like a full on sentence, but nope, Kite Man just says Kite Man. And uh, I you got love Kite Man. And so when I got to that page and I read that, I was like, "He's gonna pick up Kite Man!" Like I thought this was like, you know, these were gonna be the villains that he was getting. I was like, "Yes, he's gonna have, he's gonna have a team with Kite Man on it." And I got really excited, but that wasn't the case. No. And now I don't think it's going to be the case, and I'm sad. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I don't know what he would do. <laughs> 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 Why would Batman pick Kite Man?
1: The possibilities are limitless. He's I, Kite Man.
0: I, I guess. Um, so Arkham said something about a clown girl and some other people. And So are these all like, all the villains that we've seen, that we saw in in here, these are people that are Batman villains, but not... Joker holly Quinn a list hero a list well villains, so the, yeah
1: so the ones that they passed by and they've hinted at are going to be on the team yeah they're all you know I would say b maybe even c list um right. villains so yeah okay and that's kind of the point right I mean if this is truly going to be Batman's suicide squad, you know, I I have a hard time believing that Batman would be okay with letting anyone die. Mm-hmm. You know, even even though they are villains, I I doubt he wants them to die. Right. Um so this is me like thinking about ways that he can justify it in the actual DC universe is maybe it's like, well, these are villains, but they their crimes aren't as heinous maybe as the joker obviously because there's no way you can control the joker there's just absolutely no way right well then he
0: did pick selena kyle
1: so that that was at the very end selena kyle but again selena kyle her being you know quote-unquote villain is more i would say kind of like a modern take on her Mm -hmm. because she was running she was running the mob for a while in the new 52 um which was supposedly a really good book and i just never got around to reading it but
0: Right.
1: Um but uh yeah, um but everyone else well except I mean he talks about the Bronze Tigers, well, who's the Bronze Tigers you know, he's not the nicest of villains, but but anyways, um you know, maybe he sees these as people that that are capable of being redeemed or something.
0: Well, capable uh, and holding their own and doing what needs to be done yeah and
1: so yeah that they you know whereas everyone else is kind of like okay well if they die they die then that's fine too yeah so okay um but yeah so i'm excited i'm excited to get into this storyline
0: yeah um i thought it was really cool the um allusion to the killing joke when he walks into Selena's cell and he says, um, I've been thinking a lot about you and me.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, the Killing Joke nod and, and I think the paneling was pretty similar as well. Yeah, I thought so. that
0: was really cool in the way she almost looked like, I was like, no way. He wouldn't pick Joker, no way. Um, so I was actually pretty surprised that it was Catwoman. Yeah. With a death count of 237.
1: Well, see, and again, that's the thing is, that's more recent. More recent because prior to that, really, she was just kind of a burglar. You know, she was kind yeah. of maybe she wasn't really anti-hero a or anti-villain, even. You know. So.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I really liked this issue because it was, it was Batman at his finest, in control, using his. I don't know. It was Batman at its fine at his finest. Like he's yeah. just awesome and i love it when he tells the doctor look at this asylum that i filled yeah are you really gonna tell me what i can't do yeah i was like oh tell him that man tell him (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so So. um but yes that was a good one i'm so glad that we thought of that and
1: well you thought of it i i yeah i just i feel like i read so many books that
0: well, you read them, like, you get them Wednesday and you read them Wednesday. Not all of them, but most of the, the ones at the top of our pool, you read on Wednesday. Yeah. So by the time we do this show, it's not as fresh in your mind as it is, like, mine. Right. Because I read them mainly on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, which is, by the way, why we are late doing this show this week, because I decided to go shopping on Saturday. And then yeah. we had an event and I did not finish my books. Yeah. Sorry bad mommy and i'm taking it back all the stuff that i got (laughs) from shopping because my shoes don't fit anyway next book
1: next book is uh trinity number two with uh francis manipold again on writing coloring art everything everything and um yeah trinity like continues to be the book that I think I think you and I both said it that we want it to be like this is a this is a book about the Trinity and it's about you know this is this whole entire book is just about developing on their characters and this issue they're back in time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or wait no I'm sorry they're not back in time they come to find out they think they're back in time and you're led to believe that they're back in time they're not but really they're uh, they're being um, controlled by mercy the plants. mercy
0: yeah
1: um, but anyways you know it's it's them uh, seemingly back in time and trying to save a young Clark Kent who's run away
0: yeah. Because Superman scared his dad and gave Mister Kent a heart attack. Yeah. And then little Clark flew off, afraid. And then they had to find them.
1: Yeah, and this um, this issue was really interesting. I I enjoyed this issue because it it re- it, it did what Rebirth did. It reaffirmed who these characters are, mm-hmm. and Francis Manapult it kind of clearly shows. Actually, I'll say that maybe Francis Mandeville's Batman might be a little bit of a jerk. I think sometimes some people lean too heavily on the jerk aspect of Batman. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I think he has the characters down like to a T. Yeah, like Wonder Woman was was wise and compassionate, and she kind of related everything that was going on with Clark and to Batman. Yeah, like like no, he's just you know. He wants this moment to talk to his father. Yeah, you know, even though it might not be the wisest thing, or it might not be what's best for the
0: timeline. Yeah, to pass, that's you're but... right. The
1: timeline. You, we should still let him have it. Yeah. And.
0: Uh, and he'll do. He'll do it as wisely as possible, and we'll deal with the consequences as they come. But yeah, what would you do
1: basically? Right. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, I kind of feel like. Batman, Bruce may have been more, a little more understanding, you know, having lost his father too, like what would he have done had it been his a chance to talk to his dad, you know, so, which makes me think, yes, I agree that he, Batman is a skeptic, you know, mm-hmm. so his skepticism of the whole situation, his caution was understandable, but yeah, um, him like when they're all squeezing the truck and he said this is ridiculous yeah i mean yeah it is (laughs) but yeah
1: anyway yeah i mean so the the whole issue is just them trying to to rescue clark and and then they do and yeah at the very end we see they're actually really attached to the mercy
0: yeah
1: and go ahead
0: I was just going to say I enjoyed the um, Superman just wanting to talk to his dad so bad, but knowing that he couldn't. It was like this internal struggle between what he knew he could say and just wanting to have that one last conversation and tell him all the things that he finally knows. And, you know, he's a dad now too, and he gets it. And so I thought that was really interesting. I really enjoyed this issue. It's so wholesome
1: yeah exactly That's the a good book is wholesome and yeah and
0: i really like it and i thought the the little twist with poison ivy and the mercy plant was cool
1: yeah and i can't remember if i don't know if it's ever been done before where where mercy has allowed him to share the same vision before
0: i don't know i'm not
1: sure but uh Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they they do still share the same vision after they get out of it, Mm -hmm. you know, because it is a shared experience, and it was real for them, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's all all I have to say about it. I just wanted to talk about it because it's so good. I love the art and the color and the story. It's just, it's like that perfect package. It's like when you want to go to a country retreat and just be out on land and relax in nature like that's what that book is
1: yeah I agree I yeah I think you said it best it's wholesome it it feels like a it just it's a good book with you know a solid understanding of these characters and it's right it's all about their their development and making them closer I you know I think that's the premise of the book is you know, this is the original Superman or the, you know, the pre-52 Superman. So we have, he doesn't know them. So it's it's kind of about them forming a bond. And that's mm. what the whole book is about. And and it's great. And yeah. uh, I want more, so. Yeah. I
0: will say there was a part with Wonder Woman in a cape. I don't like her in a cape.
1: She, well, I guess that wouldn't be a cape. It would be more like a cloak. I don't like it. I actually love the Wonder Woman cloak. I love them. I love the modern take on Wonder Woman, and you're seeing it a lot more, um, like on the cover. Even she has, yeah, she has it on.
0: It just, I mean, it okay. It looks good. It just, I don't know. It's so odd to me to see her in it. Cause like it's, it's just it's different. So I didn't. I was like, I don't like this. That's not but right. But it's
1: but it's not okay. So. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but a cape is just, like, attached to the shoulders, and it goes usually about, like, past your thigh, so down below your knee, right? Not always. Most of the time, that's a cape.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm looking at all your statues.
1: Okay. Anyways, um, oh, because you're looking for...
0: I was looking for, um, Captain Marvel. But your Captain Marvel has something different on.
1: So, whereas...
0: But his isn't a cape, it's a...
1: His is like a... I don't even know what you call it. There's a name for it, but they used to wear it in Britain. and.
0: Yeah, I always think of the fighting of the bulls.
1: <laughs> yeah. But anyways, what she's wearing is a cloak, because, right, it, it comes down, it's you about past the knee. So the same length as, I would say, a normal cape. Yeah. But it... It also has the hoodie as well.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: It has the hood, um,
0: and it's over her shoulder. It's not. It's yeah. It's not down her back. It's over the shoulder.
1: Well, and in some drawings, I don't think it always has the hood, but um, like in the upcoming One Woman movie, like she'll be, she'll have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the costume looks more like it, like it does in the comic books now, nowadays. Um, I actually like. Like that because it fits with sort of like the Greco Roman feel, you know, to I guess so. To her latest costume design, which I really love, the you know, the um the Greek battle skirt and yeah. you know. It, it just it,
0: seems like it would get in the way during a battle.
1: I disagree. I think it looks good. Okay. Anyways. All right, next book. We'll talk about it. this actually didn't come out. This week, it didn't. No, it came out uh, two weeks ago, I think. But we, but my comic, our comic shop, didn't have a lot, um, and so we missed out on it. But Shade, the Changing Girl, number one. Um, we uh, we never got around to it. Uh, this is by. Cecil Castellucci as the writer and Kelly Fitzpatrick, colorist. Um, Marley Zarcone, artist. Um, so we read the preview of this in Doom Patrol number one, yes. way back when. And it was interesting. And so.
0: It was bizarre. Yeah.
1: It, well, the, the beginning is very bizarre. It's very trippy. Very.
0: I can't tell if the animals are really in the hospital. Or yeah, it's just
1: I I think I, I don't know. Um well, I okay, so that's kind of what the book is hinting at, right? Because she says it's called delusion or
0: Yeah, the madness.
1: Is that what she says the madness she or about,
0: She talks about the madness. Um but there's two of them, aren't there? Like there's a blue one and a pink one. And there's two of them. But you only figure out where one of them comes from.
1: Well, the blue is the actual girl leaving the... Is it? The body, yeah.
0: I thought that was so messed up. Well, Not yeah, dead, that's... almost dead. Push the rest of her out while I climb in. Yeah. Like, But then who is... Who is she talking to? Do what you mean? know what I mean? Here, let me see. Um. What is the thing's name? What is her name? Shade. No, Shade is the.
1: The alien that's inhabited her body.
0: But her, she has got it. Her name is Loma.
1: Oh, okay. You're right.
0: She says, "Not dead, but almost dead." That's the blue, and then the. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Push what's left of her her out while I climb in. So she's. Pushing the pink out and climbing in. So the pink is the girl.
1: You're right. Okay, I got it. I got it, got it, got it. Um, the rig- And what's the actual girl's name? I can't remember her name. Oh, man. Anyways, um, so, yeah, so Loma, she's the alien from another planet. She puts on this jacket-looking thing, and it allows her to hop into another person's body.
0: Yes. And Mm. it's, it's, it belonged to someone who was
1: a high school girl.
0: No, the girl, she went in, I mean, the suit.
1: Oh, yeah. The suit belonged to someone that was a shade.
0: Rack shade. Yeah. Is an idol of Loma's. Yeah. And so she puts on the jacket.
1: She inhabits a high school girl's body. And come to find out, this high school girl was not a nice person.
0: No. No, she wasn't. And her no. parents, like, her parents are like, what do you mean she's alive, like, in the beginning? And they're like, and the doctors are like, just come and take her away. And the parents are like, but we signed the papers. We were pulling the plug. And, like, you you think about it, and it's like, oh, my gosh, these poor parents, like, you know, they had let go of their daughter and... You know, they have paid all this money to try and keep her alive, and now they're trying to move on with their lives, and holy crap, their daughter is alive. And But as you read, it's like, this girl was a horrible person.
1: So I wasn't sure if the parents wanted her to die, or, you know, or if they, like you had said, like, you feel bad for them, like, oh, we had just come to this conclusion, like, we spent all this money, we you know if she's going to be a vegetable for the rest of her life we don't want her to suffer like that you know that kind of thing yeah you're not sure if if they had just gone through all that and it was more of just like what do you mean she's fine like this is this is crazy like how do you go from you know in your head your child being dead to now they're alive again yeah and that would be hard you know
0: absolutely
1: but uh yeah, so, and then, I don't know, and then you kind of feel like, well, maybe they just wanted her to die? Who, who knows? Like, it's very weird.
0: Yeah, it's really strange, because at some point they say, um, I don't have the compa- the capacity to handle this, and then the dad says, we take it day by day, she's not going to hold our lives hostage again. Yeah. And is that before she was brain dead or while she was brain dead and they were they had put their lives on hold because they were waiting for their daughter to wake up or you know
1: yeah and then like yeah the shady manner in which she OD'd and she was in the lake with her friends and they just left her there and all I don't know all sorts of crazy stuff
0: yeah yeah They just say, like, let her drown. Yeah. Let the bee drown.
1: Yeah, this is this is a messed up book. He but... said, should
0: we call 911? No, let her drown. Like, holy crap. That's. That's awful.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I don't know
0: it's such a it's such a i don't know psychedelic trippy book, um but it has some very twisted things about it mm-hmm. um so I'm excited for the next issue to see, you know how does Loma navigate this girl's life when this girl is so hated, and how does her her friends and family react to her being alive again and it not really being her yeah
1: and and her i'm guessing acting really strange even for her yeah because now she's inhabited by loma
0: yeah i thought it was interesting too when this because she was part of a synchronized swim team and um the boy goes um You know, the girl says, Megan's back. Did you hear? And he says, well, that's great news. I knew she'd pull through. And the girl says, well, you can't go visit her. We have to be coordinated. And the guy gets mad and he goes, she's my girlfriend. And the girl goes, I'm your girlfriend. Like, did you forget that minor detail? She's been in a coma for five months. I'm your girlfriend.
1: Yeah. All sorts of, man, that is some messed up friendships, relationships, I don't know. It's a messed up book. I'm, yeah. I'm interested.
0: Yeah, it's one of those that grabs you. Um, there's a lot going on and I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to Loma's friend who was supposed to be guarding that museum with the jacket in it that Loma decided to slip into and that allowed her to change. Um, and what happens to Loma. Yeah. as she inhabits Megan's body and... Yeah. I wonder if they're going to try and kill her again. I don't know. Is that murder?
1: Leaving a f- person for dead?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure it probably could be, yeah.
0: You're the legal person. You're supposed to know these things.
1: Mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All not right. Not that kind of law, huh? No, not that kind. All right, um now on to black widow number seven
0: last book in the poll
1: last book mark wade chris somni both writers and chris somni on art so um yeah this continues the really fantastic run of black widow with the um dynamic duo of mark mark wade and chris somni
0: i really um wait pause there what
1: I got a question for you.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't remember who Mark Wade is. I know you're going to ask me. Who's I know Mark I Wade? Know. I know I should know this, and I don't.
1: What else, what else has he uh, wrote before? As any of you who have listened... What was it, last episode? It might have been the one before. But I said that I'm going to start quizzing Brittany on who these people are and what they've either written or drawn before. And... I asked Brittany earlier today who Nicholas Scott was.
0: And do you know what my answer was then?
1: You didn't know. I don't know. Do you still not know?
0: Um, I still don't know. I still don't remember. It's not that I don't know. Okay, I know these names. I know that we have talked about them before. I cannot remember for the life of me what works they're associated with.
1: Nicholas Scott is currently working on Wonder Woman. With Greg Rucka. She's working on the year one story. Oh, yeah. What did she work on prior to Wonder Woman? You should know that.
0: I was thinking about that book earlier today. What? Mark- what book?
1: <laughs> what book did she work on prior to Wonder Woman? Black Magic? Yes. Who was writing that book? I don't know. What? Are you serious? I can't Who? Why do you- who is the current writer on Wonder Woman?
0: That was a Greg Wacka book too?
1: Yes. It was? Yes. They both came over.
0: That's why we don't have any more Black Magic. Yes. I was thinking about that book the other day. It's
1: going to come back as soon as they're done writing. As soon as they're done on year one, they're going right back to Black Magic.
0: When's that going to be?
1: Uh, I don't know. I believe sometime early next year. Because she's only doing year one for six issues, I believe. So, um, I don't okay. know. Okay, so going back to the book at hand, Black I don't Widow. Know. I do Who I is should Mark just, Wade?
0: I think I should just ask you who these creators are. No, eventually,
1: eventually you'll get it down. Mark Wade. I don't want to do this. It on was one show. of it was one of the book of the months that we read.
0: Book of the week.
1: Yes, book of the week. Sorry.
0: Do you know how many book of the weeks we've had? We've had
1: a lot. What else has he written? Mark Wade. Yes.
0: Was it one of our one was it one of our
1: He's written many things, but I'll I'll accept anything.
0: I don't know. But I know
1: there's one for sure that you should know.
0: There's a lot of things that I should know that I don't know.
1: You can't look at my shelf to to try and cheat your way through. I'm
0: looking at yourself to try and cheat my way through. Yes you are. I said I'm looking. I did oh. not try to deny that I was. All right.
1: I'll give it to you. He, um, you know, one of our books of the week was Kingdom Come. He wrote that with Alex Ross. On yeah. Art. And
0: I don't even remember that. That was a book of the week. I remember reading it. Like now that I remember the book, like I remember the book. Don't remember doing that as a book of the week. That's I have the of... worst memory. You know this about me. I okay. don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday.
1: It doesn't matter. We're going to work on this because in order to have conversations about comics, we have to know who the creators are and what they've done.
0: I can't disagree with you. You're right. But why do you have to make me feel like a dummy?
1: You're not a dummy. You're just learning.
0: No, you're right. Um, I will remember next time. So Mark Wade wrote Kingdom Come. What else?
1: Well, he's written many things, but. Kingdom Come's one of the most famous. He wrote what? a really great run of Flash. Okay. He's. He wrote. Prior to this, he wrote Daredevil. He.
0: That's so funny because I was looking at the Daredevils behind you and I was like, that's not it because that's what was Frank Miller, the ones that we read.
1: Frank Miller probably did the most well known run of Daredevil, but. Um, Actually Mark Wade. They Mark Wade was with Crimson Omni on Daredevil too. They that's why I called them the dynamic duo because they won a bunch of Eisner's for their Daredevil run. So, oh really? Um I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyways. Why I have you? Uh yeah, this book is uh fantastic though.
0: What book are we talking about now?
1: Black Widow number seven. Thank you. So um, Black Widow is working with What was he called? The Sleeping Line? The Weeping Lion. The Weeping Lion. And, uh...
0: Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a monthly book. Like, not a while, because we do have some monthly books. But... I... was like, holy cow. I forgot about this book. Not forgot about it, but... Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot about this book. (laughs) Because I have the worst memory on the planet. Um... But I was really excited... To get it, so I had to, like, rethink what was going on. And I love the snapshot in the front, how it basically tells you, um, on the very first page, how it tells you, like, a snapshot of who Black Widow is and then what's going on in the story so far.
1: That's So that's something I, I think all Marvel books do. Um,
0: yeah, I like that. It's yeah. the only Marvel book that I'm reading.
1: All Marvel books do that, and they've done it since I believe the '60s. Really, um, as far back as I I've read, I I think I've seen that on all of the Marvel books. And I really wish that DC would do it too. A lot of Image books will do it. I think that's up to the creative team, but mm-hmm. I wish DC would do it as well because yeah, on on especially on monthly books, and if they ever have breaks, it's really nice to have that refresher. You know, obviously, the origin of Spider-Man on every single issue. Obviously, as a longtime reader, I don't I don't need that. Right. But I understand why it's there for someone. If this is your first Spider Man book or Black Widow or whatever, you you now you know the origin, right. and now you you know you know exactly what because of that that second paragraph, which is you know gives a synopsis of the current story that's happening. You know everything that's happening now, and that's what you need to know to you know if this is your first book, your first issue,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can start virtually wherever you want. Yeah, and that's that's a cool thing I think. Um, but anyways, back to the the book at hand. Um, yeah, really, really compelling issue. Um, you know, the the very beginning is all about how the Weeping Lion came to hate Black Widow. Mm-hmm. You know, she killed his uncle, and she tried to kill his uh, cousin. Okay.
0: Yeah, and the cousin can no longer speak, right? Because of the way she cut his throat, um, and she was just a little girl, right? Um, so I find it interesting that you know all these years have passed, and she's obviously a different person, and there's so much that goes along with why she did what she did, and he still holds that against her, not the people who commanded. You know, it's kind of like the the head behind the action and the hand behind the action. Who's really to blame, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it would be hard, though, to, even if that's the case, like, you know, just from my perspective, it'd be hard to forgive someone for doing something like that if yeah. I saw you do it. And yeah, maybe if someone else was pulling your strings, it would, you know. I might be able to forgive you, but in all likelihood, I'd want you both to suffer, you know? Yeah,
0: and I'm I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, you know, by any means she is absolved, like... Right, no, no, I know you're not, but... You know, when you you think about it, for someone who was raised to do this, you know, it's almost like, um, I read this book a long time ago, um... And it was one of my trashy romance novels, but every now and then you get some good things in there. Um, and it's about this, this man who grows up on the streets and, um, and it's about how he grows up on the streets and then it turns out he's the heir to something. And so now he's rich and he's trying to fight in the government for lesser for children not to be tried as adults and sentenced to hangings and things like that. And, um, He's explaining it to this woman because she's like, well, why shouldn't they? They should know right from wrong. And he's like, well, if you think about it, you in your society and your upbringing were raised what was right from wrong. This little child who is an orphan amongst many and is stealing money or food to feed all these mouths and is doing it for this older person is told, this is a game. Snatch as many apples as you can off of that cart and bring them back to me. But don't get caught. Because if you get caught, you'll get in trouble. Or you'll get, you know, don't get caught, basically. Um, and if you get this many apples, I'll let you have one. If you get five apples, I'll let you have one. But if you only get four, you don't get any. So you have to get five. You know, it's a game. Mm-hmm. And they're raised as it being a game. So they don't really understand that it's wrong because it's a game. And mm-hmm. all of the people on the street, all the carts and all the people's pockets, they're part of the game. They're there for the game. So it's not about right or wrong. Um mm-hmm. It's about fulfilling your objective to get your treat. Right. So, um, and that's how I thought of it with her and all these other girls that are in this. Like, it wasn't about right or wrong. It's about fulfilling what you're supposed to do for the sake of this motherly figure or whatever that you're being raised by. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not raised with this. This is taking life and this is wrong. You're raised with this. I told you to do it. Why haven't you done it?
1: Yeah. You're a product of the society you grew up in. Right. So yeah.
0: My long story in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> yes. No no no. I, I wasn't trying to be reductive. I was just No, you know, I know, I know. Yeah.
0: I'm just I'm just saying. Um that's probably all I needed to say. Mm-hmm. But
1: No, I it, it you know. Yeah, you were you're explaining. I yeah. thought it was good. So um Yeah, and uh yeah, so when they finally meet the headroom. It's just, I liked I have to point out some of the paneling. I really liked the paneling on the page where, um, you know, you realize... Or she does it, she's caught and she knows she can't get away. She knows Natasha's too strong for... The, the mother... Uh, what is her name? Headmistress. Headmistress. The headmistress and the headmistress's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she knows her daughter's no match for, for Black Widow. And so she shoots herself. And then, you know, the panel, it, it shows like a, a glass that's shattered and yep. you know that's you realize that that's her memories well it's it's you know her head it's it's her being killed and it's kind of like her memories are shattered because he's trying to the weeping lion is trying to gather whatever he can from her before she all of her brain activity is completely gone yeah and you know and he, he can't because it's fragments. it's fragments. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting.
0: I thought that was interesting
1: a... way to to draw that out.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. Um, and he, I think he even said it's it's all fragments.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I I've, I've said it I think probably half a dozen times already. But I just I think Chris Samney is yeah, he's one of the masterclass artists that we have in in modern day comics. Um,
0: I agree. Not that my opinion holds much weight because I can't remember who drew what and who wrote what, but.
1: <laughs>
0: I know it when I like it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, hopefully, a few more of these quizzes under your belt and you'll know who Chris Somni is. Have you'll I had remember. any other
0: exposure to Chris Somni other than this?
1: No, you haven't, so I don't expect you to know his work other than. Black Widow. Other than Black Widow, but. Um,
0: so I, I, so I can't remember why the weeping lion is working with her, even though he hates her.
1: Um,
0: and what happened to the cousin? Did she end up killing the cousin?
1: I don't believe she killed the cousin. I, um, because the, the information that he had was about Tony Stark. Do you remember that? Is that ringing any bells?
0: yes it was about tony stark
1: it was about um she killed she some... killed the basically the guy that you know he idolized oh
0: him. she captured that doctor
1: and it led to his death yeah yeah
0: she was the one who delivered him
1: yeah and so that was this great secret that she had and it came out anyway yeah. So the Weeping Lion lost his leverage on her. Yeah. So he, she basically said, "Hey, you need to help me do this." So yeah. Blah blah blah. So.
0: Which again, well, I guess that was fairly recent, though she's an adult at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure. You know, it doesn't look like the Weeping Lion has completely give up, given up on taking her down. There's some paneling there at the end that kind of, you know, she he's looking at her in not a nice way.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, excited to, to read the next story arc.
0: Yeah, so am I. I thought it was interesting that she says, he says, why didn't you kill her? And he sa- she says, um, what would be the point? And besides, her mother just died. I'm not a monster. And he thinks of his cousins, yeah, and his his uncle, and how he was asleep in the back seat.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, she was really harsh on that that other lady. Like she was like, "You're not. She's not worth my time. Like she's yeah. just, She's not gonna do it because she, you know she's you're worthless. Not me and it will be me. And you're, yeah.
0: you're too weak. And yeah, I all this that stuff was, I was, I was like, dang. She's yeah. like letting her have it. But I guess when you've pretty much nothing left and nowhere to go, I mean, you can say stuff like that and it's like, okay.
1: I guess, yeah. She's got nothing left to lose.
0: No. So.
1: All right. Well, is that going to do it?
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Why? Did you, were you going to say something else?
0: No. No, that just, I don't know happened so fast um, follow us on Twitter we are at optimistic nerds you can also email us at optimisticnerds at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you your comments critique suggestions something else for the show that I can't remember anyway send us your thoughts um, you can also rate and review us on iTunes and that's it that's it thank you for listening thanks bye
1: bye 一面啊